Hey writer friends, KJ here. Bonus blueprint episode number nine. Um, but I think this is one that just may be evergreen because today I want to talk about how to keep going when all you see is what's wrong with what you have written. Um, and I know from whereof I speak. I am smack in the middle of everything that is wrong with a draft that I have revised and revised and revised until honestly, I thought I was close. It's been to an editor. It's been with my agent. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of sold. I don't know. That part's a long story. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The truth is that usually at this stage, I go back to my books and I think, oh, this is better than I thought it was. But this time, all I can think is, oh, man. And maybe that's because I set my sights higher this time. Um, maybe it's because what I'm trying to do is more complicated. Maybe it's because I'm having a rather bleak personal week for reasons that aren't terribly interesting. It just, it's just, you know, sometimes you're not feeling particularly cheerful. I don't know. But I read it this time and I just went, oh, no. But I know it's in there. I do. I do. I'm just not sure I can get it out. And that is terrifying. So here is what I am doing um, as, I, as I face these pages. The first thing I did is ask for help. Um, I got a friend. My friend is Jenny Nash, so I am lucky. But um, And yes, I am paying her. But I would have just reached out to a regular friend. Um, I could wait for my agent or my editor, but um, my agent and I have already been through this. She's already read it. I need clean, fresh eyes, and the editorial piece of this is complicated at the moment. So just set that aside. This is all about me figuring out what I want to do to this draft um, and figuring it out in an atmosphere of what I have people like. So I am not supposed to break it. I know that what I need to do here is relatively small, but extremely important. So first we're gonna talk about what I'm doing and then we're gonna talk about how I'm thinking about it. So like I said, I reached out. I threw myself on Jenny's uh, mercy. Um, I had called in all of our favors and she is reading this in the matter of a couple of days and we are talking about it in um, less than an hour. So uh, yeah, so that is great. But if I hadn't had Jenny, I would have done that with someone else. I would have begged um, Serena. I would have begged, I, I've got another friend who has this and I don't think has read it yet or has finished it. I would have thrown myself at her and begged her. Um, but the important thing is to tell that person sort of where you are and what you need and what it is that you're trying to figure out. So I needed to know what what was the single biggest sort of red light remaining in this draft. And because this draft is all the witchy glorious goodness, what I need to really nail down in this is the system of magic and the way that it works. Um, so that involves both some thinking and also, I mean, an important thing for me at least to do here 
is to look at what you already have. Because like I said, what I have is good. And I worked hard on it. And also other people have liked it. But if even, even if they hadn't, it's in there. And I am a person who is really prone to, oh, but wait. Let's just throw away everything that I have and, and figure out what if the, what if this did this? I know this is a much better idea. Um, we call it shiny object syndrome. And yeah, it can strike with a shiny different idea. But in my case um, here, it's more like, I think it's a tweak, but it's really a fairly major surgery. Like um, what if, what if these, you know, did and meant, and by these, I'm, I'm really referring to the tarot cards in this, in this draft. What if they did and meant a totally different thing? No, no, no. So I called on Jenny and I begged her to read. And then, because I cannot have a conversation with a friend who is freshly out of this draft, unless I too am freshly out of this draft, and I've been out of it for um, 30 days, I went in and I read it again. And I promised myself I wouldn't take notes while I read it. I lied. I totally took notes while I read it. But I read it with a focus on what is here. Um, what is here that is good that needs to build itself into this one piece of the plot? Um, and I, I, I think I got it. I, I'm feeling good. So Jenny is going to help me. So... The thing that I did there was to focus on what was there and I'm sorry, I'm pausing because I had a feeling I was about to be interrupted. Um, and I am using a, a peculiar system of podcasting here whereby if I turn this off, I will lose it completely. So I'm just going to wave. Bye. You can grab things. All right. Sorry, people. Guest appearance. All right, so I read my draft, and Jenny has read my draft, and we are, are going to talk about it. So that is one thing that I did. While I was reading and unable to resist the urge to take notes, a thing that I've really tried to focus on was, where is this beginning to zoom? Um, and there's lots of places, excuse me, there's lots of places where it zooms. So my ideal world. I printed, by the way, I printed this out. At first I was reading it on my laptop and then I, or on my, actually on my iPad, but I realized I was going to need a printout. So I did it. <coughs> so got my printout. Ideal world. I go through and I circle all the great bits. Um, I didn't really end up doing that. I kind of, I don't know. I struggled with doing the detailed read that this probably needed and is probably going to get from me. But that, that would be a great thing is to read it and figure out all the places where it is zooming and where it's not. And like I spotted the middle and truly the beginning is too long. So I figured out some ways to condense. Um, but this is really actually not about what I'm doing to the manuscript. This is about what I'm doing in my head because I'm in a spot where all I see are the problems and I am lucky enough to have people that are going to uh, drag this out of me at this point. I mean, I could stop. I could, I, I could, I could, I could just back down from everything. Nothing is signed. Nothing is certain with respect to this. I could pull myself back out of it. I'm not going to do that. That would be dumb. But 
it's also possible that you will hit this. In fact, it's likely that you will hit this spot before you have people who are going to force you to finish. So um, gather your friends to force you to finish. Get that friend to read it and tell you both what is good about it and be honest about what it is that you need to fix. And then um, come up with a plan and a time frame that feels doable, not to finish, but to get to whatever your next level is with, with what you're doing. And I think a really great thing to do here um, is to go back and think about all the podcasts that you have heard and all the interviews with writers you have heard where they talk about how very incredibly long it takes them to do this. Um, to draft a book right, whether it is nonfiction or memoir or fiction, it takes a really long time and it takes a lot of agonizing work. I mean, to just sort of dance around and, and pop stuff on the page, at least for me, is not that terribly painful. But to really think about what does it mean and um, what is the change that is happening to the person that I am writing about or what is it that I want the reader to take away or how did I personally change while this was happening and how is that universal, not just a little thing that was in my head. Those are all things that you think about with different kinds of books. That's hard. And the temptation to do something else, especially for our fried little brains now that have fairly low, um, I, I can't even remember the phrase. That's how, how fried my um, span of attention is. Man, it's, it's, really, it's really painful. It's really tough. You may have to put yourself in a place with the blank wall and no internet and, and you know, handcuffed yourself to the chair. People joke about doing that, but they're not kidding. Um, so to remember that this is hard for your most admired writers, and that includes your most admired writer of cheerful, happy, uh, delightful genre fiction, and hey, maybe it's not cheerful and happy, but you know, your most admired writer of the things that seem to you to be the easiest and most formulaic and really probably are not, um, and you know that now, but right up to the writer of deep and amazing um, literary fiction that, you know, stirs your soul, if that's what stirs your soul, or that seems to stir the soul of reviewers on NPR, which is a thing that will never happen to me. All of those people struggle to get to the next stage. And there's a really great podcast from um, Rachel Heron that I pointed people to fairly recently. It's her How Do You Write podcast, and I love it. And she frequently talks about how the reason that revising is hard is because you have to tear things apart. Now, I'm in a boat where I can't tear this apart completely, but you do have to, I mean, I'm not going to break it. I promise, Agent Karen, if you're listening to this, I'm not going to break it, but you do have to break it to a certain extent because you know, when you start, when you squash the first three chapters together into one chapter, there's a moment when you couldn't hand the book to anyone to read. And that's scary because before you had a thing you could hand to people to read. So I love, I love that as a message. Um, I think I'm sort of blethering about that because I, I, I get that. So for me personally, 
I don't need the reminder of that quite as much this time. What I need is the reminder that you that it's doable, um, that everyone feels this way. Okay, yay, got that, understood. But that what looks to me like a mess is a mess with a really solid foundation. And that is what you've been doing with, with making the blueprint. Even if you have not in this draft achieved what the goal was in your inside outline or your outcome outline, um, you have the goal and you're moving towards it. So when all you can see is the problems, I like to take a step back and go to, all right, what, what, what is this about? What is it meant to be? What did I want from it? And what's in there that is that? Um, <laughs> I don't even know. Maybe I shouldn't be recording how to keep going when all you see are the problems, when all I see are the problems. Maybe we should go back to the, the, the things to do. So, right, find a friend. Have them both be honest and remind you of the good stuff. Lock yourself in a room. Force yourself to do some thinking. Force yourself that whatever you don't want to do with this draft, which in my case is always to read it again before I start working on it, do. Do the thing. Do the thing. Um, what else can you do to keep going when all you see are the problems? Um, me, I'm always one for a plan. So I've got three things I know that I want to do to this draft. I want to fix the magical system. I want to um, uh, improve the, the small romance that is within it. And I want to spark up the dialogue. And now I know that there is a fourth, which I, I want to um, speed up the pacing. So that's probably two more, two go-throughs. One for the magical system. Um, in which I will be unable to resist the other stuff, probably the magical system and the pacing. And then one for the dialogue, uh, probably the magical system and the romance, and then one for the, I don't know, I don't know, but I need a plan. <laughs> I need a plan. So um, my plan, I think I will break this into chunks and do each chunk once for the pacing and the magical system, once for the romance and the dialogue. That seems doable. So come up with a plan that seems doable for you and then come up with some deadlines and then um, enlist that friend to, you know, to, to beat you. Enlist that friend <laughs> to encourage you, let's put it that way, um, to ask you if you're done. And here's my, my final thought here. When you all you see are the problems, don't start something new. <laughs> Don't abandon this. Um, get it. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Get it to the point where you are proud of it and you have taken it as far as you can go. And if you are only seeing the problems, that means you're not there. Um, so no matter where you stand in terms of, of what you want to do with this draft, don't set it aside just yet. Don't set it aside at a moment when all you see are the problems. Um, you know, find yourself some rewards, find yourself that friend, uh, make yourself that plan. 
all of those things can help you um, and hopefully are going to help me to keep going. So this is a little bit different in terms of being a blueprint bonus, but I like to talk about what's coming in also. I think the moment when you go back and you look at what you've done here may also be a moment when all you can see are the problems. So my final thought for you is this. There are supposed to be problems. Honestly, there will be problems with this when you are done with it. Um, when you read finished books, the more you read, the more you work on the stuff, the more you're going to see the thing that, you know, that that might writer might have done if they had put it through another draft. Um, and the more you're going to recognize how hard and painful it is to do that. There will always be problems. There are meant to be problems. This is hard, but you have stuck with it this far and you will keep sticking with it. And so will I. So. That's it, friends, for this week's blueprint for a book. Next week, um, the end of the challenge, but not the end of, of, of your work and not the end of our time together and not the end of anything else. So meanwhile, keep your butt in the chair. I'm doing so with mine. And hopefully you're head in the game.